0: Hey guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy,
1: And I'm Novi, and today we are doing Terminator Dark Fate. According to Google Movies, in Mexico City, a newly modified liquid Terminator, the Rev-9 model, arrives from the future to kill a young factory worker named Danny Ramos. Also sent back in time is Grace, a hybrid cyborg human who must protect Ramos from the seemingly indestructible robot assassin. But the two women soon find some much-needed help from a pair of unexpected allies, seasoned warrior Sarah Connor and the T-800 Terminator. It's not streaming anywhere, but you can buy it from most major retailers. And on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 70 and the audience gives it an 82.
0: Wow, okay. I was expecting lower ratings. I'm going to start with that. <laughs> I Honestly, before I even watched the movie, I was expecting lower ratings just because, you know, when you get this far in a series of movies, shit just, it is not good anymore, you know? Um, but then again, I think the Terminator movies have surprised me.
1: They've been a little up and down,
0: but... Yeah, yeah. But I still wasn't expecting great things.
1: (laughs) I had heard a lot of bad things about this movie before I watched it, both Mm -hmm. from the, this is not a real Terminator movie because it's not about John Connor to mm-hmm. the director and the producer hated each other and they both blame each other for the bad uh, <laughs> box office numbers. Wonderful. Two people just not thinking that Grace or the actress who plays her could carry being the Terminator protector.
0: Hmm. Well, we're gonna talk quite a bit about that. And um, I'm sure both our thoughts about Grace um, but I will say I remember getting super excited at like the beginning of the movie where we see yeah. Sarah and baby John. Connor, obviously. <laughs> um I don't know why I felt the need to add his last name. It's Sarah John, obviously. But anyway, um they're I don't know what island they're on. They're on some island, they're like on vacation cuz like Sarah stopped everything from happening, right? So she gets to like have a normal life with her son. Yes. And um and John is like at the bar thing in this whatever they are, um getting drinks. That sounds like he's getting alcoholic drinks. I'm sure he's getting like a soda or something. Anyway, and Sa- Sarah's all calm and happy and looking at him and then um what is his number? The Terminator. There's so the many T-800. numbers. Thank you. The T eight hundred shows up and kills John. And I wasn't excited for John's death. I was excited and and confused. I sat there and I went, "Wait, what? How did they record this back in like the eighties or the nineties or whatever it was? How is their baby John Connor here? What is happening? What is the world? Because technology is fucking ridiculous, man. Because they were able to make, like, an AI him.
1: And it was cool. They did have <laughs> the actual Edward Furlong there, mm-hmm. but really he wasn't as involved. They just essentially age regressed him and put it on another kid.
0: Yeah, and it was actually pretty impressive. It was well done. Um, And while I knew that John wasn't going to be, like, the focal point anymore and all that. I didn't want to see him die. They could have just told us he died as a child. I didn't want to see it, not in the like, oh my God, you killed a child way. But like, I was not happy that, you know, John wasn't going to be the, wasn't going to be part of the movies.
1: I Uh, did not have that same reaction. I kind (laughs) of respected them starting off by killing John. Because it was like them putting in your face, this is not a movie about John Connor. If you think it is, you're going to be disappointed.
0: Yeah. And I, and even I knew that it wasn't going to be a movie about John Connor. And I knew I was going to be disappointed because I wanted it to continue to be. Because, like, I think that's the thing for me is I had finally grown an attachment to these characters after five fucking movies, you know, and then now he was just gonna be dead. And the thing about it is, I would have been okay with it if there wasn't just some other random chosen one. But there still was. It's not like they went, okay, well, it's not gonna be John Connor, we're gonna step away from the like, chosen one thing. And like, come up with something different. You know what I mean? Like to replace that. It was just like, okay, well, she, he's not the chosen one anymore. John dies, so now we need a chick to be the cho- chosen one. So basically, they have a female John Connor. And, I like, that didn't mean anything to me. It took five movies for me to grow an attachment to John Connor. You think I'm going to give a shit about this girl in one movie? No. <laughs> like, well, anyway.
1: Have you heard from one of the new Star Wars movies the phrase, let the past die, kill it if you have to.
0: <laughs> no, because I know nothing about Star Wars. <laughs> but,
1: but I thought okay. that's what they were going for. That like scorched earth. Like mm-hmm. this is a new thing and we want to kill the old thing. Just so you completely don't expect it to be there. Yeah. But then they use both Arnold Schwarzenegger And Linda Mm. Hamilton as a crutch. And it's like, you can't say let the past die and then just cling on to the past and say, no, but look, there's your nostalgia. You either want to be new or you want to be like the nostalgia thing. Yeah. So having those two in the movie completely took away the point of killing John Connor and just made it seem like they were like, okay, well, John Connor isn't the lead we want we want them to basically be john connor but if they could not be white and male that'd be awesome
0: (laughs) yeah i think that was my uh, there's multiple times throughout the movie where where i felt like they were trying to be too like current and political and that kind of shit and it didn't like it i didn't care it's like i don't care that you know you cast a female or that she was not a white girl like to me it was that you took a story that you could have still played with i think they could have had it be where still sarah thought it was over and she got to finally have this life with her son and then the terminator shows up and then um is trying to attack them but instead of her son dying maybe now they get to fucking fight side by side as we've seen them do in the past but like it could still be different you know what i mean like they could have still changed it up enough because in Originally, when we see it in T2, them kind of uh, fighting side by side, it's everything is kind of newer. Whereas here, it would be like, oh, I know exactly what the fuck is going on, and I thought I put a stop to it, and I didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. um And then having to come up with a plan and vacation over kind of a thing. I don't know. I still think, and they could have still involved other people, you know? You could have still had a female Terminator. or not terminator bodyguard person robot thing that was supposed to come and protect them or whatever i don't care about that so much um and not to say that i liked grace necessarily but like that could have still been included but i don't think getting rid of john and then replacing john with a female that was basically still john you know um especially
1: because Danny and Grace's story for how they met in the future and how they became close is Mm. essentially the same as John and Kyle's Mm -hmm. from the beginning of Genesis, except they're not related. Like down to Danny saving Grace when Grace was a child and Danny teaching Grace to defend herself and to have hope for the future. And then Grace being sent back to protect Danny
0: in the past. Yep. Exactly. So they just literally took a story that already existed, changed a few things about it. And uh, they were like, yeah, no, it's not going to be that storyline, except it is. It's just you have two girls instead of two guys. And the difference for me is that I already had an attachment to the two guys. You already made me like care about them. And it didn't take one movie for me to care about them. It took multiple movies before I actually felt attached to them and wanted them to succeed and cared when they were hurt and that kind of stuff, you know? Well, I don't know. It was It's weird not even
1: like that for me because I told you 4 is one of my favorite of the Terminator films and 4 is very low on Sean Connor and it's a different story. Mm-hmm. And I was excited because I'm looking at these characters going, oh, well, the main cast isn't even from the original movies. So this is going to be a different story, and it turned out to just be the exact same story, but mm-hmm. they just subbed in a a couple different characters, and we're just like, no, this is different because because it's a girl. It's like it's not different because <laughs> it's a girl. Yeah, like it could be a woman with bat wings and a tail, and it would still be the same
0: story. <laughs> it just should be
1: a dragon now.
0: That might have been more interesting. Is <laughs> but. Like- uh, I I wanted a
1: different story. I wanted a new exactly. movie, not just a remake of an old movie yeah. with better special effects and just like a different looking person.
0: That's what I I think that's my thing is like if you were going to go with the same storyline of here's this chosen one and here's their friendship being built and then them saving each other in the different time periods and whatever, then you could have just stuck with John and Kyle and given us more of them rather than we're going to go with the same exact storyline but change the characters like if we were going to see the same storyline I still want to see the same characters but if you're going to give me new characters give me a new storyline and they didn't do that and it was really disappointing immediately it was disappointing
1: they even changed Skynet because Sarah (laughs) and John technically defeated Skynet so this is a new thing That is Mm -hmm. also the robots taking over the future. But it's, you know, (laughs) different robots from a different time period. So it's called something else. It's called Legion now. Except they're still called Terminators. Yep. And they still in the future have a thing called HKs, which is what they had when it was Skynet. (laughs) So we just, we decided to call everything exactly the same things. And it's exactly the same premise. It's just...
0: But it's different,
1: and yeah, it's like we decided with- to call her Danny instead of John, and we decided to call them Legion instead of Terminator. It's like when they do those knockoff movies where instead of Thumbelina, it's like Tiny Princess, and you get Tiny <laughs> Princess, and you bring it home, and you put it in, and you're like, no, "This isn't Thumbelina, is it?"
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, like I said, they were trying to throw in some political shit. They were trying to do the like, look, see, we love women. We're going to put all women as our lead characters. Um, and so we're like, no, it's totally different because it's all women. And we're like trying to make the feminists like us, I think, or whatever. And then also the whole like um, her being, I think she was, I don't think the actress is Mexican, but I think she's there in Mexico, right? That's where she's from. Danny is. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, and so she's so she's supposed to be Mexican and with, you know, all of the shit that's going on in the world. Um, actually, I, I feel like now it's outdated to even talk about that because there's other shit going on in the world, but still, it's still a thing, I guess. Um, but like, uh, it's still an issue. To- like, yeah, issues that have
1: not been solved don't get outdated because there are new issues that happen there after are
0: them. I'd like to There are bigger issues now. But anyway, but my point is, is that they're, like, trying to get people to like it because of their like stance I guess like look see we love Mexico and Mexican people and the way that their people are treated is unfair and we're gonna kind of show that in this movie that has fucking nothing to do with that at all like none of it like it didn't matter like they have this whole thing of them trying to cross the border and getting caught and shit and I know that comes later but still like they threw that in there and I'm like what Okay, we, we you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to get that detailed in that shit. You know what I mean? Like, what I, I found didn't...
1: funniest about that though,
0: mm-hmm.
1: these three people should absolutely not have been allowed to cross the border. <laughs> Sarah's a domestic international terrorist.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that already is enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also really love, okay, so beginning of the movie, after we see the Sarah and John thing, um, we see, we get introduced to Danny, and she's, like, taking care of her brother and her dad, and then they go to work, and her brother's getting, like, replaced by a robot. His job is being taken over by a robot, so big sis Danny gets all pissed off and goes to the boss and is like, what the fuck, you're just gonna replace us all with robots and whatever, and she's all mad. Uh, which was cute. I actually liked the like relationship between Danny and Diego. Um, I feel like I was a little more like I I cared a little more about Danny when I saw her with not even with her dad necessarily, but with her brother. I was. Emotionally invested in them together as like siblings, I guess. Especially because you see how protective she's trying to be of him, and then later you get to see him being protective of her and all of that. And it was it was sweet. And they had good like they were bantering a lot, and it was it was fun to watch. And then Terminator did the as in the movie did what I believe Terminator movies do, and they brought in a character and then they just killed him. When, honestly, I think Diego would have been a great character to see more of. And they could have kept him. You know what I mean?
1: I think they needed him to die about halfway to three quarters of the way through the movie. He still had to die saving her, but he had to do it a little later just Mm. to keep up her levels of likability yeah because later on we do see that she is a very empathetic person but because of the way that both Sarah and Grace are it doesn't leave her with a lot to do and it Mm -hmm. leaves her coming off kind of bland through most of the
0: movie I agree yeah and he I don't know why they felt the need to kill him so quickly, aside from, in my opinion, we don't need a penis. We want a bunch of girls. That's all we want. Sorry. All the men in this movie have to either be bad or die immediately, except obviously for Arnold because we see him later. And he stays for a while, I guess. <laughs> um I think
1: they wanted to establish the stakes for Danny. Like there's nothing for her to go back to. Her dad's dead. Her brother's dead, so it's like this took something from her right away that didn't mm. give her any other options besides to go with Grace and Sarah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they still could have done that with, I think, Diego there and the two of them going with them instead for a while. And I, I agree, Diego eventually had to die, but didn't have to happen as early on. Um, but yeah, they we see... Okay, so when when grace is sneaking in to their workplace to the factory or whatever it is they work in um when grace is sneaking in um i love that it's so easy for her she like just jumps over the i don't even know what that thing is called the thingy that you go through i i, I think it's a like metal checker thing too but yeah. also she jumps over that thingy that spins <laughs> um anyway she Turn gets in that sure, yeah, that's what it's called. I knew that. <laughs> um, anyway, she gets through that fine. That's believable. She just jumped over it. But what's not believable is that this is in fucking Mexico and it's a bunch of Mexican people. And then the whitest bitch in the world walks in and nobody blinks an eye at it. Nobody gives a shit. No one's thrown by this. Everyone's just like, yep, yeah, just a white girl. No problem. This is normal. We just have a white girl that's here for no good reason. Like, there are literally no other white people. She is the, and she's like the whitest. She's got the blondest hair I've ever seen. And she's the palest white person I've ever seen. That's not true, but she's very pale. And it's just not a big deal at all to anybody. And then her little, like, how's the game thing before she knocks the guard's head against the wall. I'm like, why would you even ask that question? What was the point of that? <laughs> like, why don't you just, he wasn't looking. He didn't know you were there. You could have just knocked his head against the wall anyway. Um, I... But yeah, so she- she gets in somehow, magically. And then she has a giant gun.
1: Yeah, I think that was great. The whole mm. setup was great between both her and the Rev-9. Because mm. she comes in looking very out of place and aggressive and sweaty and angry. hmm And a violent. And he yeah. comes in quite polite. <laughs> yeah, very. And kind of smiley. And he's got a very good demeanor to him. And he Mm. doesn't seem to hurt people just because. Yeah. There's always a specific reason if he has to do it. So it's that setup of which one of them is the Terminator and which one of them is the protector.
0: Right. And they had
1: to make her stand out in that way in order to make it seem like she's the bad mom.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's also, um, when he shows up at their house after Grace and, um, not Grace, uh, Danny and Diego have already left and the dad is at home and the dog is there and the dog is barking at, um, the Rev 4, that's a car, (laughs) Rev 9.
1: What do you mean? The magic dogs that always Uh, bark at robots except for when they don't.
0: Well, okay, so I have uh, an interesting fact I read about, and I will tell you that in a second. But I am going to say that probably my favorite thing that happens in this entire movie, I don't know if that dog dies. Like, I don't know if the revenant kills the dog or not, because we know that he, like, takes the dad's body, basically. Um, uh, And so the dad's dead, but we don't know if the dog dies. And in my head, he just let it live and was just like, no point in killing you, I'm just going to leave. Um, and so the fact that they didn't show a dog dying, and I don't think they ever have in any of the Terminator movies, if I'm not mistaken, and I really enjoy that because there are so many opportunities for them to have done it and to just kill dogs throughout the movies because they they are constantly, yeah, because they're constantly barking at them. So you would think the bad Terminators would just be like, okay, we got to kill these dogs. Otherwise we're going to get caught, right? They're giving us away, but they don't do it. And I very much enjoy that about the movies. It makes no sense. I'm just glad that they're not killing dogs in front of my face. Um, however, I did read that, um, and this is jumping in the movie, but Carl, um, Arnold, Carl, um, has a dog. And that dog does not bark, obviously, at him and is quiet and all of that shit. And that, and what I read was the reason that they did that was to kind of show us that he has become more empathetic and human even though we're not quite sure if we should believe him or not that they use the dog as kind of a way to show you like see obviously the dog's cool with him and dogs know dogs have that magic sense right so um, if he's not if the dog is not barking at him then he's clearly better
1: he's not trying to kill them and blah 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 all that kind of shit there's also a dog in t2 that doesn't bark at uncle bob so i think that's just all (laughs) bullshit and they just (laughs) use it whenever they want because it's the magic dogs you know
0: because it's like a fucking
1: mood ring for robots yeah Uh, it's a failure that dog is a failure
0: hey 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 (laughs) <laughs> no dogs are failures they are all amazing You leave the dogs out of this okay
1: all i'm <laughs> saying is that barking chihuahua was pluto and carl's dog <laughs> is
0: goofy Ah. and i love both of them equally how about that <laughs> anyway um so uh one of my other favorite things happens though it, at their workplace when it's the fight between grace and the rev nine um when he like falls over the revenant falls over and then he like gets back up they do this a lot in the terminator movies and i think every single time i have loved the way that they get back up where it's like the back bent all the way backwards and like the legs come up and then slowly the hips and the back and then the head and it's so creepy and it's so fucking good i think they did it with john in which god damn it all of the numbers of the movies are the same now to me five. was that five yeah <laughs> I, I was almost certain but you know I would have fucked it up somehow so um yes in five when he gets back up um it was similar to that but even creepier and I really enjoyed that
1: I enjoyed the Rev 9 in general
0: like mm. it
1: comes off very much as an infiltration unit and not like an Arnold Schwarzenegger must crush will crush yeah like it is very diplomatic with humans it'll still kill you if you're in its way but Mm. it has a way better ability to get along with people to accomplish small goals than we've seen from any of the cyborgs yeah like it changes its accent what language it's speaking yeah and it also has a special new thing it can do, mm-hmm. it has the liquid metal like the T-1000, but it also has a metal chassis like the T-800, mm-hmm. so it can separate those two parts of itself and make itself two robots that'll kill you.
0: <laughs> yep. And I thought that was it was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool except for the times when it didn't use itself as two robots when I was like waiting for it to happen because there were times where that would have been useful when he's like up against four people, you know, and he's still one robot. I'm like, "Mm, okay. I mean, true enough yeah <laughs> like you it's it's like what they do in movies in any action movie where you have like a group of people that's attacking the good guy but they all come at him one person at a time you know like they're being real respectful like no I'm going to wait until it's my turn to attack you rather than well maybe if the three of us attack at the same time this will be over and we can like i don't know go back home and have dinner or whatever but they just go one person at a time that's what this reminded me of
1: it's true. It's just like why wouldn't you use that all the time?
0: Yeah. Then it would be even more unstoppable, I guess. And then we wouldn't have a movie. Yeah. All the good guys would be dead. I will <laughs> say the
1: mm-hmm. rev-9 turning into like liquid oil does not look as cool as the No.
0: Yeah. I agree completely. That was my thing. I was like, "Oh, they should have stuck with the regular thing because it was awesome." Um, it's, it's really funny to me because as we're talking about this movie, I'm trying to think of like, cause I'm like, Oh, there was one other thing I liked about this movie and I might be done, but there's so much more that happens in this movie. And it's another two hour long <laughs> movie. And I just sat there going, okay, it's going to get better. It's, it's gotta get better. It's definitely gotta get better. It, it has to, right? It has to, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, even though it was weird that Sarah is like, I don't know, 70 years old or some shit. Um, and and again, we're supposed to be like stepping away from the movies. But then they threw in the nostalgia of, no, here's Sarah. She's still in the movie and she's still a badass or whatever. Um, I did enjoy seeing her. Um, there were moments where I was like when I think it's right when she first shows up. And she's got the giant gun and she's like doing that thing that Grace did earlier and that they've done throughout the movies um, where she's walking and shooting at the same time. And, you know, with the serious face, I'm going to kill you thing. Um, I loved seeing that because she is very old and you look at her and you're like, wow, she's so old, right? Because like we haven't seen her in so long. And so she now she's like this older woman. And it was cool to see her be given like a badass. Role still, they didn't soften her. They didn't take away. In fact, they actually, I feel like, made her even angrier because she had to watch her son die, you know, and not be able to save him. And so she's even more pissed off now, and she's got nothing left to lose at this point. And I enjoyed seeing that. I'm glad that they didn't fuck with that because it wouldn't have made sense. And I feel like in the past they have fucked with it with other Sarahs that we've been given. Um, but I'm glad they left her like, similar to her previous self, I guess. Time travel is still so confusing to me. I I didn't even know how to say that correctly.
1: (laughs) It's difficult for me Mm. because in two, Sarah was a full person. Yeah. And in five, she was, like, Princess softy, And now Mm. in six, she's the most bitter old pale in the world. Watching (laughs) her... sometimes she's bitchy in an enjoyable way but most of the time it's Mm. just like a bitter old hag and you're like take a nap
0: like (laughs) have a candy
1: bar take a nap have a cocktail
0: (laughs) you're so angry to be fair I can't imagine that I wouldn't I mean okay I'm going to rephrase that. I was going to say, I can't imagine I wouldn't be just as bitter, if not more bitter, if I had watched my son die. And after saving so many other people that I couldn't save my own son, you know, that after everything I had to like, he still had to die right in front of my eyes. But I'm going to even change that because I wouldn't have been bitter. I would have been dead. I wouldn't have been able to continue living if I had to watch my son die. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to blame her for that.
1: Oh, I don't blame the character for that necessarily, but there's no hope left in her. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of comes off as like the old drunk lady at the bar <laughs> who's had like three too many and is yelling stories she made up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's not a fun watch.
0: Yeah. It, I I feel like this, for all three of the female characters, the main characters, it was basically that it was all like, like you said, Danny was, she, she had emotions. She was the one that was put there to be the one who cared about people and wanted to help and you know, whatever, that kind of thing. And then you had not sure what Grace's role was actually. And then you had the bitter old lady and that's what they were supposed to be. And all you could do, I feel like throughout the movie was just kind of laugh at the shit because that's, That's what the movie was for me. I couldn't ever really fully take it seriously. It was always like, wow, I can't believe they did this. Even just the lines that they threw in. Like, Sarah does the I'll be back thing, and she's so bored. And I'm like, okay, well, I wish you hadn't said it at all. (laughs) You know, like, just leave the line out because it's supposed to be like an iconic line. And then she's just like, I'll be back. Yeah, and then they I think they
1: feel like they have to say
0: it. Yeah, and then who is it that says, I won't be back? Is that Carl later? Yeah, and he says, I won't be back. And I think he's saying it to, like, he won't go back to his family or whatever. And he says, I won't be back. And I'm like, stop. Just leave the line out. Just stop doing it because you're fucking with it. They also fucked up the line Grace says, instead of come with me if you want to live she says something like come with me or else you're dead in 30 seconds or something like that or 60 seconds whatever it is I'm like just stop just make up your own fucking lines at least come on
1: I'll say this about Grace Mm. when she is on she gives like the best Uma Thurman Kill Bill vibes
0: hmm I haven't seen Kill Bill but I can I even I'm like yeah that makes sense but
1: I don't understand the decision to have her weak and like borderline Uh incapacitated for so much of the movie
0: yes on top of that she when they break into the drugstore and she like basically they're like asking if she has a doctor's prescription and she holds out her gun. So you're like, okay, she's going to take charge and just obviously she needs the drugs and she doesn't have time to stand around explaining it because she's about to pass out. But then she goes into the back, grabs all the drugs, puts them in bags and is trying to walk out of there. It's like, uh, how about fucking take the drugs? How about you don't have time for this shit, you've got a gun, give it to Danny, and you do what you need to do so you don't pass the fuck out. You're here to protect this girl, and you're about to die. Like, what was the point of that? You needed to get out of the store before you could take the drugs that were about to keep you alive? i um, not smart. Not smart at all. She, she came off as very useless. She was strong, and the fight scenes I thought were pretty good. And also, I respect the actress because they gave her the option. Apparently, in the like that first fight scene, she has um, against the police when she's naked because she has disappeared. Um, They gave her the actress the option to wear like certain. They have like special panties that she can wear, you know, to at least cover her downstairs up um and she refused because she wanted it to be real and it look look real and like she was like I don't give a shit I want to do the I want to do the scene right basically you know and so that was cool I, I like that she did that and I think they did a good job with it with all of her fight scenes but and I don't I, I didn't ever think that she couldn't carry it like you were saying some people said I think I think that's more in the way where it's like oh well she doesn't look like Arnold she doesn't look like a big tough muscular person so there's no way that she could you know be that strong but it's like yeah but she's not like all human so she doesn't have to have a bunch of muscles
1: yeah but they wrote her weak
0: they did and that part of it was stupid she was strong when she was fighting and i liked seeing her badassery in those scenes but yeah i didn't understand the the whole like i can only do short bursts of fights and then i'm Done. i need i, I need med- i need to recharge like what the fuck
1: especially because they've already done the part human cyborg with marcus and four yeah and they did it so much better then yep i mean it's a different situation in this one grace's body is failing her yeah and in the other one it was marcus's mind where he never knew if it was himself or the computer chip mm. And I think she spends so much of this movie with her body failing and they never explore that being part robot might be messing with her mind. And that is a misstep because she is weak because of the robot drug thing, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: she has complete unwavering loyalty. So the man versus machine dynamic within her is not there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really honestly don't know what they were going for <laughs> with this whole movie because it's like we're going to make it really different. It's going to be different. We're not doing the same thing, except you did the same thing. So, it's
1: change for the sake of change.
0: Hmm. They could have done better change, I guess. <laughs> is what what my argument there is. But yeah, she she was kind of. Useless Grace was at times, and it was frustrating because if this was supposed to be the girl that got sent back to protect uh Danny, the like the important like Sarah, new Sarah Connor, basically, or the new, the new John, John Connor, they make that very clear. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, but in the in the previous ones, like when Kyle is sent back to protect Sarah, I meant it in that way, you know. So if that's what she's supposed to be, Grace is supposed to be the Kyle protecting fine John Connor um danny like she's not very good at it so it just doesn't make any sense and i'm just sitting there the whole time going you're not good at this why did they choose, why did you get sent back yeah, and I- then and the text message thing i'm sorry i was going to jump away from that but go ahead and then i'll talk about the text message thing
1: i think that mackenzie davis is acting is a little stiff too sometimes she comes off as more robotic than the rev 9 does
0: yeah i agree
1: and it was cool when it was the setup of which one's the bad one you don't know but hmm. when it got further on into the movie and he is being nice to people and <laughs> she just has this like blank emptiness it's yeah. just kind of like not it doesn't work it doesn't sell the human component for me
0: yeah yeah it was i also think that there was a scene where um the rev 9 the robot body is in the car and then his other body like morphs out and is going to go attack them and then i swear to god the the robot face smiles and i thought that was creepy as hell but I also didn't understand it <laughs> like I was like why is the robot face smiling why isn't it the like the other one it wasn't even a smile it was like a smirk like haha we're gonna kill you kind of a smirk and it threw me off I was like ooh, weird I don't know why you guys threw that in there maybe it was just to like creep me out like that because if that was the case great but I didn't understand the point of it other than that.
1: Haha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, we're going to kill you is the best Skynet <laughs> number sticker in the world.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should make it and sell it. <laughs> um, but yes, okay, I'm going to go to the text messages because two things. First of all, I really, really love that um, Sarah is like, she. first of all, she throws Danny's phone out the car, which, yeah, makes sense. But then she's like, yeah, I know how to protect us and we can still have phones. but you got to put it in the bag of chips because the aluminum, I think, is what it is that, like, makes it so you can't be tracked.
1: And if you and put I- a tinfoil hat on your head, the <laughs> aliens can't reach your
0: yeah. And I went, okay, I know shit all about science and technology in that way. But I'm pretty sure that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But we'll go with it. You, you do you, old Sarah Connor. You do you. <laughs> if um, that's
1: really what she's looking for, it was what 2018, 2019.
0: Get a VPN. Mm. She doesn't know what that is. She's like 75. <laughs>
1: Hey, 75-year-old she- gun nut terrorists are exactly the kind of people who need a VPN. We're not sponsored <laughs> by a VPN. I'm just saying, everybody, if you don't want the government to be able to read your shit, you're uh, going to need to pay for a VPN.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah, we are not sponsored. We just want to make paranoid people even more paranoid, apparently. Not that I don't think the government's listening to us. I'm sure they are at all times. And you know what? Hi, government
1: um i hope you enjoy my porn
0: (laughs) i was i thought you were gonna say our podcast but okay (laughs) oh they don't listen they stops yeah they started listening and they're like nope never gonna go back to this shit again um okay so text messages carl is sending text messages (laughs) to
1: (laughs) carl okay llamas without hats it's better than this movie i promise
0: <laughs> i agree 100 percent. don't waste your time on this movie go watch that like 50 times instead um anyway don't 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 distract me because then we're gonna go talking about <laughs> llamas without hats and that's a whole different podcast um, Much we shorter. have so many we have so many side podcasts to do now um Anyway, so Carl is sending text messages to Sarah, which I can't even say with a straight face. In all honesty, the the whole thing between um, Arnold and... um, I called him Arnold. Carl and Sarah was just ridiculous. The whole thing with Carl was just ridiculous because apparently Carl feels bad for what he did because he... Am I jumping any important shit that you needed to talk about? Because I feel like I just skipped an hour of the movie. (laughs) Um, because that's when we see Carl, an hour in. Um, yeah, so he saved this woman and her baby from an abusive husband and father. Um, and then he, like, basically stayed with them. And I can't remember if they're, like, married or if they're just, like, together. I don't know how they could possibly be married by, like, legal terms, you know? because he's not a fucking human um but anyway so they're together and he's like been with his family and he's raised the child and he's taken care of the wife and he started a drapery company thingy whatever he is like a human now or something and um as grace says you grew a conscience and lost
1: both of his nuts (laughs)
0: What the fuck did he need them for in the first place? Um, He's so pathetic. All he wants to talk <laughs> about are
1: drapes and his feelings.
0: Yeah. He's allowed, okay? No. Um, so he, uh, my favorite thing, by the way, is when what the, these three women, three random ass women show up at his house. I did like the scene. Okay, I was going to jump past the scene, but I'm going to talk about it. I did really like the scene where Sarah sees him and it's kind of like when sarah sees him in t2 in the hospital and he she flips out it's similar to that it wasn't as dramatic which i feel like it should have been but she's not scared anymore she's angry now so it couldn't have been the same exact reaction but she like pulls his pulls her gun out on on him at him whatever um and i liked that the like slow motion thing that they do I really enjoy that I don't know why I think it sells the emotion that she's supposed to be feeling it helps you kind of feel it as well um but yeah he he has these three women random women at his house and then his wife girlfriend whatever partner woman comes home and he's like oh there she is I have to go help her with the groceries And the woman just shows up and he's like, Oh, we have company. I'm like, Okay, sure. If I walked into the house, and my husband or boyfriend said, Oh, we have company and I walked in and there's three fucking women in the house. I'm hitting you with a fucking baseball bat. Get the fuck out my house. No, I don't fucking think so. I don't care if you saved my life 18 years ago. Yeah,
1: but you what figure she had been abused. It was a bad situation. This guy's been nothing but good to her. Supposedly, mm. he had explained to her that this might happen at some point. Yeah. It's just like, okay, he has a good job and good money, and we're we're having a good time, and <laughs> maybe she just doesn't ever want to have sex.
0: Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> because
1: he doesn't do that.
0: Yeah, and you know what, if you've been abused, and we don't know exactly what kind of abuse she faced, we know that there was definitely physical abuse, but, like, it could have also been sexual abuse, and so I, like, this might have been the perfect person for her. Person? Whatever.
1: (laughs) Um, I gotta say this about Carl, though. Um, hmm. He looks like the comedian Bill Engvall if he hadn't, like, pooped in, like, six days. (laughs) A little constipated. You know who that is. <laughs> but he's so beautiful. pathetic, and beautiful. I would have preferred his talk because he tells them. Well, after I ran out of my mission to kill John Connor, oh. I didn't have anything else to do, so I assimilated oh. into culture and I grew a conscience. And I would have preferred <sighs> that to be a little less literal. Instead of him actually growing human
0: feelings,
1: (laughs) it's almost baby Skynet stupid, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would have
1: preferred it to be a little more about his loss of purpose. Mm. It would make sense because he was talking about how he kept sending Sarah those coordinates for where the Terminators had been sent to from the Skynet that doesn't exist. (laughs) He said he was sending them to her because it would give her a purpose. Yeah. So if he related his loss of purpose of killing John to Sarah's loss of purpose as a mother, and then Mm. had that kind of become his new purpose in that sense, it would have made sense. Just be like, this is my purpose now. Because yeah. this is a thing that gave you purpose. Yeah. But I don't get him going, Oh well, now I have feelings. I don't love them as I should or as a human could, but I love them because I have feelings now. <laughs> it's like don't shit on Terminator Two. Very <laughs> end, yeah. Uncle Bob. I can never have feelings. <laughs> Just kill me because I can never feel anything. I guess if he would have just stayed around for a few years, he could have, you know, been there. (laughs) When John was about to get shot, he could have still been there.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, um, maybe his whole thing with John of the whole, like, I, I can't have feelings was you're an annoying child and I don't want you around me anymore. And he was trying to let him down gently. Maybe he's had feelings the whole time. He just hated John. Oh. (laughs) could have happened (laughs) yeah but it was it was dumb and it was literally just the writers going no 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 we need this to work we need him to have aged we need him to have to like be a good guy and to have some feelings now suddenly because we want that and it needs to work for the movie so just just make it happen throw it in there it's fine no one's gonna question it
1: supposedly they were anticipating this being the start of a trilogy Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be that the things that happen in this movie inspire Legion to be built by the government and because we're mean to the robots, that's why. Because (laughs) everything has to be human's fault. The robot can't be the bad guy anymore.
0: (laughs) It's like the, it's like the robots are a minority race and you're not allowed to blame them for anything ever.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Oh, I think that Grace's flashes to the future and her memories of the future are pretty wonderful.
0: I agree. And my favorite quote comes from one of those flashes.
1: Oh, please
0: do. Yeah. So she's been um attacked by the octopus robot thing in the
1: future. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna stop you there for just a second. Okay. These all look like knockoff predators from the movie Predator.
0: Oh and you know what I've actually seen what you're talking about so yes I agree.
1: Yeah like the original Terminators all came off as robotic. These all look like aliens and I don't like it.
0: Yeah, same. I was like, I don't understand. And also, if it has the, like, octopus or whatever arms, it has, like, 50 arms all over the place. Why the fuck was the Rev-9 not using those? Why was he stuck with his two arms before, I guess? Then why didn't they send back that? I'm fucking. Why didn't they send back a human
1: that didn't require 85 drugs to live?
0: And you know what? Honestly, in my head, I'm like, it's probably got something to do with the, like, time period and time travel and how this thing didn't happen, so that thing couldn't... And I can't. I It's movie fucking six, and I still cannot do yeah. the time travel thing. I can't. I, I still just, wrote about how it's still confusing. <laughs> Fuck this shit.
1: <laughs> I just hate it, though, because robots have a very different level of where they hit you of fear than hmm. aliens do. These things were not scary because they didn't hit that uncanny valley or robot thing. It was hmm. very much an alien experience, especially because of the tentacles.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, yeah, I, <laughs> it was. It felt like it was a different movie in that time. But yeah, okay. So, um, so she's been attacked, whatever. And then, um, I I don't know what to call this woman. She's like a nurse soldier person that is going to like give her a shot or something to help her. Cause she's like dying. Grace is dying. And um, the quote, <laughs> this is the best quote I could come up with from this movie. And you know what? It was, it's a good one. She literally says to grace, this is going to hurt like a motherfucker. And I was like, "A." Eh? I love that. I don't know why. I really enjoyed the way that she said that. And then B, I felt like that quote was about the movie like this movie's going to hurt like a motherfucker. Not in the like ouch my emotions way, but in the ouch this is so boring I'm dying help me way. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, spoiler, I've not enjoyed this movie so far.
1: <laughs> uh, apparently not. <laughs>
0: I tried. I tried to make the best of it. I tried to make jokes about it as I was watching. I tried to, like, find good things about all of the characters as I was watching, especially because, you know, I don't like female characters usually. And I was like, these are all female characters. I gotta like one of them. And I don't hate any of them. I'll say that. I think I felt like probably Grace was my least favorite only because she came off as the least useful one when she was supposed to be the one that was sent back to save Danny. And like, I was just like, what the fuck? You know? Um, But I didn't hate her.
1: She was my least favorite too. And that's saying a lot considering Carl.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll talk about Carl some more soon. (laughs) I want to talk about the future some more though. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. They flashed not just to the war, but there's a scene where Grace is young and she's trying to hide from the machines and she gets mm-hmm. attacked by a gang of humans. They're trying to steal her food. Yep. And that is not only poetic, but it's very much a true thing. And we even saw that a little bit at the beginning of the Corona scare. Mm where people were hoarding resources, because that's what people do when they're afraid or in times of crisis. Immediately, they hoard things and they steal from each other,
0: because it's
1: easier to steal from each other than it is to try and go up against the robots. Yeah, people are cruel as shit when resources are scarce, and they're afraid. Yep. And I think that that scene is the most powerful one in the whole movie.
0: Yeah. And it
1: has nothing to do with the robots.
0: No, yeah. And I think that was, you know, maybe they should have focused more on that kind of a thing of like the humans attacking each other. And the mistrust between one another when shit gets chaotic and how awful humans can be, even though we're so quick to sit here and be like, Oh, you're robots and you have no emotions, so clearly you're the bad guys, but like they're robots who don't have emotions and yet we're the ones that are the most fucked up in that scene. You know what I mean? Like it is literally just their job. That's all that they have. Robots don't have the ability to feel things. I mean unless you're you know Carl. Um so you can't even blame the robots. You know what I mean? But then you've got humans who are treating other humans like they don't matter. Like they're nothing. Because this is a child, too. And they were grown-ups. And they didn't give a shit. They were ready to kill her for her shit. They were. Yeah, that was a powerful scene. Maybe they should Or, like, maybe that's what it should have been about. Maybe we should have just seen it about the future them. The future them that were little. I. so confused again okay anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: technically only Grace was little Danny was still not little
0: that's true that's true and I'm gonna talk some more about confusing time travel shit when we get to the end of the movie but we're not there yet (laughs) we are not um we are
1: to the point in my estimation anyway Mm -hmm. where they're all in a van or something, and they're having that conversation where they find out that Danny is not the womb that bears <laughs> the leader of the resistance. She's mm-hmm. the leader. Yeah. I don't think there's any part of the being the leader of the human resistance that had to be specific to a male. Mm-hmm. But the ham-fisted delivery made me sad. Especially the way that Sarah in particular speaks kind of disdainfully about a future male leader of the resistance. Mm -hmm. Because that future male leader was supposed to be her son. And she is saying it like having it be a male is the worst thing in the world. Yeah, but it's also oddly in character to the part of her in T two that was the worst of her.
0: Hmm. Well, she came off as sounding sort of jealous that Danny was now the new, like chosen one or whatever. And I think that was—I don't think that was there. I think that was earlier on when she still thought she was like the womb. <laughs> um. It. It. And I feel like what they were trying to go for was that she felt bad that somebody else had to be in her shoes because she knew how fucked up it was to not have a choice and to be the person who was going to have to birth the future leader, you know, and how fucked up her life was going to be and that kind of shit. And And I think that's what they were going for. Sarah was supposed to feel bad for Danny. She didn't want that to happen to somebody else. But what it came off as was that Sarah was like, well, fuck you, I'm supposed to be the chosen one with the womb who gives birth to the child and blah, blah, blah. And it was really weird. And I think they, that that bitterness you were talking about, I think I saw it in like very weird moments like that where I don't think that it was like written in that way, but it came off that way. And it made me dislike Sarah a lot more than the like, I'm just an old angry drunk woman. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I see it.
0: Yeah. It was weird. But yeah, like, you would think she would care more about the fact that the future leader was supposed to be her son and hate that more than the, like, it's supposed to be a man thing.
1: Yeah. And I do think Danny stepped into the role well. She played the whole John Connor thing of compassion for your fellow man and how today's choices are more important than what might happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. which I don't think is a thing that only he feels I just don't think it's a unique character trait to her I think he was greatly empathetic to humans and I think that's what made him so great and it's also what makes her great yeah She's also pretty pragmatic when they need to come up with a plan and everyone else is like, oh, well, I don't know if we can get that. Maybe we should keep running. Maybe we should do this. She's like, no, fuck that. We're going to get it. We're going to get whatever we need. And we're just going to do it because we have to do it.
0: Yeah, and I like that she stands up for herself and is like, I'm tired of you guys deciding what we're going to do when it's my life and it's my fucking decision. Because she, like, I think Grace doesn't want to use her as the, like, the bait, basically. Um, And she's like, no, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And we are going to use me as the bait because what the fuck else choice do we have? Like, if we don't do this, we've got nothing else. And I... I think they did a good job with um, building her to that point, especially because of her kind of coming to terms with the fact that she's lost everything, you know? And at this point, it's, she realizes the weight that's on her and that she needs to step up and she can't be a whiny little bitch about it. And I'm glad that they didn't make her a whiny little bitch. I think at the beginning, she wasn't even a whiny little bitch. She was just like, what the fuck is going on? No, you can't just grab me and drag me and blah, blah, blah. And that was understandable. And I'm just so glad that they didn't keep doing that like they did in the previous movie. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And
1: speaking of the previous movie, I think this one has the same failure that it did. There are, there are a lot more human casualties, but we don't see a lot of them. So we don't see a lot of afraid people. Yeah. We see a lot of, there are a lot more action scenes, but there aren't. Uh, there isn't a lot of fear. There aren't a lot of scared people, and I think a Terminator film needs that.
0: Yeah, and there was so much opportunity for it, too, because they're constantly on the road crashing into people, and there's constantly people coming out of their car to check on this guy that they just ran over or whatever, and they don't look scared. They just look really fucking confused anytime we have seen the one or two people that that happened to.
1: And speaking of which, that even happened in my favorite quote scene. Ooh, okay. They are having an airplane battle, and the Mm Rev-9 falls out of the airplane and crashes down real hard on a shed in someone's backyard. Mm -hmm. To the point of breaking the shed, breaking the dirt, the yard is wrecked. Mm -hmm. Obliterated. Gets up and walks away, not a scratch on him, completely calm and goes, sorry about your shit. (laughs) It's the funniest part of the movie. I laughed so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, the Rev 9 is the best part of this movie, bar none for me. His Mm. action scenes are great. His demeanor is great. I think he was a great model. Mm. I think it was interesting for the first time really in a terminator film that we have gotten a full infiltration unit as the bad guy and not a termination unit yeah i'd say like 90 percent of my final score mm-hmm. is because of him in this movie
0: oh okay that's you know I had a hard time, because I'm guessing that means that he's your favorite character, right? Yes. (laughs) Okay, because I sat there and I went, oh, fuck me. How do I choose a favorite character? Because I just, I mean, okay, I hate the fucking movie. So anyway, Mm -hmm. but, and I I agree with you. Revnine 9 was, he was funny at times. He was badass. He was fun to watch, you know, and um there were times where I was just like, okay, this motherfucker's unstoppable. Are the bad guys gonna win? You know what I mean? Like, is that how this movie's going to end um, for once? Which it should have. It fucking should have. They should have won and there should have been a moment of, like, basically them leaving it at a what next kind of a situation. Because if especially if they had, like, a three movie thing that they wanted to do with it, I think that would have been interesting. I have no idea what the fuck would have been the, solution to it or like what would have come next if danny had died but they should have all fucking died
1: okay i'm gonna tell you because you've kind of stumbled upon it okay that is the original planned ending that i was talking about for terminator salvation interesting do you remember in salvation at the end when john got killed by the robot in the basement saving marcus yeah Instead of the heart transplant, which is the dumbest thing in the world, Mm. they were basically supposed to decide that John Connor was too important to the Terminator franchise to let die Writers of Dark Fate. And because of that, they were going to take his visage and basically just put him on Marcus. And Marcus was going to continue being John. Except at that point, his Skynet programming was going to turn on and he was going to murder all of them Kyle, the wife, yes. the ex girlfriend, <laughs> all of them. And then he was yes. going to go forth as John Connor murdering.
0: Yes! Oh my god, why the fuck didn't they do that? I would have watched five more movies like that. Easy. Like, enjoyed it too.
1: <laughs> i think they would have gotten beautiful. five more
0: movies hell yeah if they, they would. had done that instead <laughs> yes.
1: they got a bunch of people going we didn't like four four was cheesy and then we got freaking genesis Yeah, yeah
0: and then we still got dark fucking fate um which we're supposed to be talking about right now but i don't yeah. want to <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done but i will say i settled on my favorite character Simply because he made me laugh and it was Carl and he made me laugh because like you said, he was useless. He was, it was stupid. Everything they did with him was a joke. Um, but I literally couldn't pick anyone else. I almost picked Diego because at least he made me laugh a little bit at the, at at the start. He was a likable character. And I think he would have been my favorite if they had kept him in the movie. Like I wanted them to, um, but I couldn't choose him because I had no reason for it other than he was kind of funny for, like, a second, you know? He was cute, too. There, there was also that, I guess. <laughs> um, but anyway, but the point is that, like, Carl at least made me laugh throughout the movie because it was so dumb. But, like, I couldn't choose Grace. I couldn't choose Danny. I couldn't choose angry Sarah Connor. Um, it It just... I was so sad for the movie. All of these characters. You you gave me three lead female characters. And you did what I hate. And you ruined all of them. Why? Like, I don't even think... That's not even necessarily fair. Danny wasn't awful by any means. It's I think, just... I just didn't give a shit about her, honestly.
1: I think there were too many main characters.
0: That's true, too. Because
1: with Carl and with mm. Sarah and with Grace there wasn't a lot of time to keep developing Danny. Yeah. So she just was kind of there for a lot of the movie mm. and then all of a sudden she was like action girl and I was just like yeah, you be action girl. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. But I would have liked to see more of her building up to being action girl. And less of Carl talking about the drapes, <laughs> and less of Sarah and Grace bantering back and forth with each other about which of them is more bitter and angry.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, okay, there's two things I have to say. First of all, I do appreciate that they didn't ever at any point make this a love story, even though I think they were trying to possibly hint at something like that between Grace and Danny. Uh, But it was never fully developed. It was never like, look, they're in love. They didn't do that. They didn't have a love story. And I really, really, really enjoyed that because there just fucking wasn't time. I mean, they could have, I guess, replaced all the shit with Carl for a love story, but I'm glad they didn't, you know, because they do it so poorly.
1: Because Uh it would have been really creepy had Danny raised Grace and then there was a love story.
0: That's true. That's very true um but yeah it it even if it wasn't with her even if they had some other character that she fell in love with or whatever I, they just do love so poorly that kind of romantic love i should say because the love between whatever the fuck you want to call john connor and kyle reese's father and son friendship whatever you want to call it because i don't fucking care <laughs> whatever it is they did that really well the thing they did between baby john and even though um I'm gonna call him Arnold for the sake of my brain. Um <laughs> Arnold in T Two. Um, even though he wasn't supposed to have feelings, the the love that they put that even if it was one sided, that they put between them two was great, you know? But romantic love has always been terrible in my opinion in all of the Terminator movies. So I'm just glad they didn't make this movie even worse mm-hmm. by writing in another shitty love story. <laughs> um but also, the other thing I have to tell you, another thing that I found out, um, you know, his, Carl's Draperies, um, his business has a motto. and That's I think it. it's written on his van. Yeah. And his motto his the company's motto is we won't leave you hanging, which I wouldn't have figured or I wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't have, like, remembered this. But apparently it's a callback to T2 when John Connor is trying to teach him how to, like, do the high five thing. And then he's like, "Oh, come on, man! Don't leave me hanging." Except so, it's
1: not the same T800. It's not.
0: I know, but but I still enjoy that. No, I don't. I don't think they meant it in the way where it's like he did it on purpose. But the movie is doing like a callback to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not not that Carl on purpose is like, oh, this is for John. <laughs> you know the John that I killed before. That would have been a possible thing to have happened. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I think
1: this is my problem with any T eight hundred, and I think I've said this multiple times. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have killed him earlier. <laughs> yeah. I think it would've been so poetic if he had died in the water. Yeah. Like kind of uh I mean Sarah yells his given name that she says she's never gonna call him and he sacrifices himself saving Danny and
0: Hmm.
1: it's kind of a thing of, like, Sarah has, in that moment, forgiven him and realized he turned over a new leaf, and that's exactly when he should have died. Yeah. And the movie shits all over it to have him come back for one last hurrah, because God knows Danny can't protect herself without four robots and a fucking
0: (laughs) machine gun. Okay, and I'm just gonna say... There were too many what I'm going to call big fight scenes in this movie. It's like they kept going, no, no, one more. Come on, come on. I have a really great idea. Let's just throw in one more really big fight scene. Like we could just have the Nine die in that one. But no, 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 I rewrote it. Let's throw in one more. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God, just kill it already. Why Why isn't it dead? Why Why is this still going? <laughs> like, why is this movie going for another half an hour? Because there's so many of them. There's a helicopter fight scene. There's the underwater thing that you were talking about, or I guess that's part of it, sort of, but still, you know, that whole thing. Um, And then there's the whole, wherever they end up, I don't know where, what you want to call that place, but where they end up and the detention center. Yes, that's what it is. Um, And that whole fight, like, it just, it just keeps going so many times where you think this is going to be the final fight scene. And then there's another one.
1: And there's the fight scene at her job, and there's the fight scene in the cars, and there's the fight scene with the drone, and there are are way too many. It's like they heard what we said about five, and (laughs) we're like, okay, what I'm hearing is there weren't enough fight scenes, we're going to turn the dial up to eleven.
0: And somehow they still gave me too much dialogue in this one. How did they give me too many fight scenes and too much dialogue? What the? Maybe I am missing the love scenes. Is that what happened? (laughs) Did they take the romance out of it? And then I was like, I don't want to hear you guys talk. And I don't want to see you guys fight. Where's the sex scene? Give me some more tits for fuck's sake.
1: I could have used maybe two less fight scenes. Whichever ones you want, take them out.
0: Yeah, I didn't care which ones either. And have more
1: dialogue go to Danny, and less dialogue go to both Sarah and to Carl. And while I did find Sarah's dialogue entertaining sometimes, Mm. probably more so than I found Grace's, it wasn't Sarah's fucking movie. No, It was Grace's movie, and therefore she should have had more to do. She should have had more interaction with Danny. And having Sarah there just Mm. had, it it turned their three group into a mostly Sarah and Grace group with Danny not having anyone really to interact with. And when she was, she was playing nursemaid or captive.
0: Yeah, they didn't make her feel like she was supposed to be this big badass who's going to be like the chosen one, basically i wanted to see her grow
1: into it i wanted them to show her growing into it that's the movie i signed up for and it's not the movie i got because there were too many characters and they were too big to be on the side it's like you're if you're gonna have those characters you either need to have two separate stories or you need to have two mains tops Hmm. and then sides Nobody was the side character because, mm. of course, you can't make Linda Hamilton a side character; she's too important. <laughs> you can't make yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger a side character. So then they're just trying to flesh them out and flesh them out. It's like I don't need that much from you.
0: Exactly. Like it would have been good enough that they are not good enough, but it would have been better if they were there. But they were just there to like help out rather than take over. Mm. Um, you did say though that Sarah had had. Um, she has, like, better lines, and there's, I think it's when they're talking to the Rev 9 and he's trying to, like, convince them to just let Danny go, and he says something like, why don't you just give her to me, basically, and Sarah's response is, because we're not machines, you metal motherfucker, and I'm like, I just want to call people metal motherfuckers. It makes no sense, I understand that, but I still want to do it, because it was a cool line.
1: <laughs> you know, you could call somebody that, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm a metal
0: as shit. <laughs> That would be great. It would backfire on me, but actually I would enjoy that more. (laughs) But yeah, it was, I, I think that they just needed, I, I think if they had kept Diego in longer, we would have solved so many problems. They would have had to lose some of the fight scenes. They would have grown, um, what, uh, Danny as a character more because we would have seen her emotional side because when we see her taking care of her baby brother you see the emotions you see why she ha- has to have become kind of a tough person anyway before all of this sh- shit started happening you know um and like it would have really helped and then if she and- if he had died later protecting her and like actually saving her in some way rather than, I mean, it it still kind of was to save her and protect her and whatever, but it was more of an accident than anything. But if he had actually had a badass scene where he was fighting to protect her and then died in that way, that would have been more effective. It would have given us more for Danny. It would have pissed her off more. We would have seen her like get angry and then get tough and By the way, they could have cut out a fight scene to show us her learning how to shoot rather than her missing every shot. And then Sarah says, oh, they've just killed your entire family. And then she just makes every single shot perfectly. I'm like, oh, come on, fucking. Because we all know that pressure
1: makes you aim better. Obviously,
0: yeah.
1: And yeah, his death could have been the catalyst for the no more running speech.
0: Yes, exactly. God damn it. Let's rewrite this movie. Let's rewrite all the Terminator (laughs) (laughs)
1: movies. This is my rewrite. Okay. I think the logic behind this entire movie was that they told John Connor's story enough and the entire time system that they had built around him was so fucked up that they were just like, okay, I'm done. I can't figure it out anymore. (laughs) Like there's nowhere else left for us to go with him. Makes sense. Yeah. It did not have to be John's story moving forward. Because as you remember, maybe in Rise of the Machines, Terminator Barbie had a list of John's <laughs> most important allies. Mm-hmm. We could have branched off and seen their stories. Ooh. Either with like a Terminator sent back to save them, like T2, or mm-hmm. kind of like Marcus's post-apocalyptic journey in T4. Different mm. main characters with different specialties who could assist in their own survival differently than John did, building to a final movie like the uh, what do you call Civil War movies? Mm-hmm. The, um, is that the Avengers? Yeah, the Avengers. Okay, Where, like, <laughs> our army of generals. Some of them make it. Some of them don't.
0: Yes, go but up I- against I-
1: Dinette in the future for the last time. Like, it would have given them the chance to break away from their reliance on John. And they Mm -hmm. still could have gone more intersectional like it seemed like they wanted to. Like, between Three and Salvation, we know that John works with a Hispanic male, an Asian female, and two Black males. There could have easily been others. This story could have even existed in that universe without Sarah and without Carl with Danny being a leader of the branch of the resistance that springs up in Mexico after Skynet takes over.
0: I'm in. Sign me up. What where, where do, do I sign? And bonus, <laughs> they could have done that
1: while not having to shoot your childhood in the fucking face.
0: <laughs> Literally?
1: <laughs> so that would have been the movie we were talking about earlier, though. Where Mm -hmm. it starts with Danny in the future after the war starts. It is that post war movie. Yeah. They could have done so much with the universe that they already set up, and they just didn't.
0: I think that's what happens a lot with movies nowadays. Like there are opportunities for them to make great movies, even if they are remakes or whatever. Um, But then they get so stuck on, Oh, we got to make it have something to do with politics and current events and that kind of shit. And like make a statement about whatever, whatever the, whatever it is that they're trying to stand for, you know Um, that they don't, spend enough time actually thinking about a good way and an enjoyable way to do it rather than just no look we're we're doing things that are cool and you're gonna love it because we have three main characters that are all female like that's great have female characters as your lead characters just do it better Like, don't just give me female characters that aren't good, because now you've made me hate you. Yeah, (laughs)
1: don't sell it to me and say, you're gonna like this because they have vaginas. Sell it to me because this is a badass fucking movie starring these people who also happen to have vaginas.
0: Yeah. And it's just like in, it's three, right? That you said, uh, I think you called her uh, Terminator Barbie. Yeah. Um... It's like that. I was expecting her to be so badass and I wanted so much from her and then they just let me down. And it's like, that's what you just did with this one. You, you gave me something that could have been great and it could have been a female character or m- multiple female characters that were great and then you just went, no, but we're not actually going to build the character in any way.
1: Yeah, and see, I did not write a bunch of white movies. They had <sighs> so many further places they could have gone with it. that were not white stories and they chose to do this and then say well but if you don't like it it's because you're racist and sexist and
0: everything is because you're racist and sexist nowadays
1: it's like okay what is it if I didn't like Carl is it racist
0: or sexist if I didn't like (laughs)
1: Carl uh
0: it's ageist maybe oh
1: yeah it is ageist
0: (laughs) damn Uh, Or maybe it is racist. I don't know what the fuck he is. I don't know where he's from. Arnold. Austrian, I I think. Yeah, you you hate Austrian people. That's what it is. Even though you liked him in previous movies. Or at least one previous movie, I think. Uh, I I also most of them. There you go. Okay. Uh, I am going to say about the end of the movie that they didn't need to fuck with my brain again. With... And it was also creepy that Danny is standing there at where whatever like park it is or whatever, and she's watching these kids play. And I was like, Dude, if this was a guy, he would have been arrested. <laughs> but like, it was weird and it was creepy. And then she goes back to Sarah and is just like, "I'm not letting her like do that for me ever again," or whatever the hell. I don't remember her line. And I was just like, okay, no, I don't. I. I. But she died, and also like she was older and she can't like be a kid now and what happened what is what Uh, but
1: only the future her died this is the past her of that that future it makes perfect sense i promise
0: no no it doesn't fuck these movies i'm so glad they're done (laughs) i'm just kidding i enjoyed quite a few of them in fact and we're going to talk about this even though we haven't talked about our final rating yet and we're going to do that first but have, looking back at my final ratings for the previous movie or it's for all of the movies I'm actually surprised that my ratings for some of them so we'll, can't wait we'll get to, hear to that it.
1: yeah do you have anything before the finals
0: I do not do you uh
1: no and you're gonna be upset at my rating or maybe surprised I can't tell okay I I give it for a this s- one yeah oh, okay go ahead I give it a 70 oh shit I don't think it's a particularly bad action film. And the Rev 9 alone could get it a 60 for being as great of a Terminator as it is. And some of the scenes that it gave us, like in the detention center with all of the dead employees like strewn over the floor and it calmly just at the computer. Great scene. Yeah. But it relies so heavily on your nostalgia. and the messaging about a woman being the leader was clunky if she's gonna be the leader just make her the leader you don't have to tell me just make (laughs) her the leader i'll get it
0: yeah but they didn't want to give you a badass woman like that so they didn't
1: yeah it's just like you don't need that much much exposition you need a little bit you don't need to hit me in the face with the fish of exposition
0: Uh, this is this is gonna be really funny though because you just said you gave it a 70 and I am surprised at it I couldn't fi Okay. I couldn't figure out what I was going to give This movie as its final rating and then I decided that I'm gonna be an idiot and do an idiot thing and give it A rating based on a quote from the movie because there is a part in the movie where um Carl is giving them a certain estimate of their chances And he says that based on the weapons that they have, he estimates their chances of basically survival or winning or whatever at 12%. So I gave my final rating for this movie 12%. (laughs) Wow. I hated it so much. My God, I hated it. Obviously. (laughs) Um, I just, it just, it dragged on for too long. There was never a, like, I didn't have a scene in the movie where I was just like, yes, that alone would make me want to rewatch it, or that alone is going to be something I'm going to remember. I had to go back and rewatch the movie, and I was like, I guess I remember parts of this. You know what I mean? Like, but none of it stood out to me, except for the 12% thing. Um,
1: I didn't give the movie that triggered my depression at 12
0: Oh, Yeah. So I, I'm standing by it. I probably, if it wasn't for that quote, I might have given it something like 45 or something like that. And that probably would have been a more fair score. But I'm giving it 12%. I'm sticking mm-hmm. with it because damn it, Carl said so. And Who it's funnier this
1: way. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yep. Uh, so, for anybody listening, if you're thinking about possibly watching this movie, don't. um <laughs> Um, Are you ready to talk about the order of our movies? Yes,
1: I am going best to worst in my order.
0: Okay, same here.
1: Two, four, one, five, six, three. I was surprised five was so high, but honestly, the relationship between John and Kyle raised it up. Higher because I've always said that the Terminator films that are the best are the ones that rely on human to human contact and action. Mm -hmm. And six and three just did not have that human connection that I was looking for between the characters. And five did.
0: Well, okay, this is interesting because my ratings go two, four. One, five, three, six. So we had almost the exact same, except for the final two. Um, That's
1: the most we've ever agreed on in our entire <laughs> lives.
0: And you know what else, too, is I just said, and I wasn't looking at, like, my scores when I said this, but I just said that if I wasn't trying to be a smartass or whatever, I instead of 12%, I probably would have given it, like, 45. And that is the exact score that I gave T3. Um, so... Technically, I guess three and six are tied in shittiness, but no, I probably should have given this one as an actual rating if I wasn't giving it the 12%, something like in the 30s, because I didn't hate three as much as I hate six, for sure. Like, I could rewatch three and enjoy it, whereas six was just, I, I hope I never have to watch it again.
1: I could rewatch any of these and enjoy them, but if I was really excited about it, I probably would only choose to watch a few of them.
0: Yeah, I would watch. I think I would only rewatch two, four, and five. Honestly, like and enjoy it. I could rewatch one, but I wouldn't choose to and be excited about it. And I think that's. I think that's just because it's an old movie, you know. Like, and it's not an '80s movie that are like, like it's not like it's um what you might call it. Breakfast Club is '80s, right? Yeah. yeah, Breakfast Club or that type of a movie, you know, from the '80s, which is. <sighs> what I would prefer to watch. We there's will
1: get to different sky. podcast
0: <laughs> episode. Yeah. I just meant like at least those types of movies are fun is what I was trying to get at. Like there are fun 80s movies and then there's like Terminator from the 80s.
1: And we will get to all of them.
0: <laughs> we will.
1: And for now though, thank you for sticking around with us for the entire bonus series. We got through it we did and as always you can subscribe to our podcast to automatically get our next set of bonuses when we record them and if you haven't gotten enough terminator content from us and you really want to chat about sarah connor chronicles you can find us on social media
0: (laughs) and our social media is millennials at the movies on instagram millennials atm on twitter and my personal twitter is Amy. that's ami underscore movies
1: And mine is cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit.
0: We'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye.